Hello, all, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. National Mental Health Day is acknowledged this Monday, and I wanted to share some stories today of healing, shifting your mindset, and moving from a lack of self-worth, depression, and tragedy. The theme for Mental Health Day this year is Back to Basics. The pandemic has heightened our awareness around mental health, and it is time to break the stigma, silence, and get educated. So let's hear about my amazing guest. Amberly Lago is a peak performance coach, TEDx speaker, podcaster, and a leading expert in the field of resilience and transformation. She is the best-selling author of True Grit and Grace. My next guest is Kelly McDonald. She is a licensed professional counselor, author, and a women's advocate. Kelly devotes herself to nurturing insecure attachment and maternal deprivation in adult women. In her second book, Mother Hunger, Kelly speaks to the millions of women who suffer with a lifelong emotional burden that adversely affects self-worth, eating patterns, and relational wellness. Lastly, I speak with Chris Arianas, executive chef of Q Restaurants in New York City. Chris will inspire us with his personal story of recovery and how his passion for food and hospitality has been improving his health and easing his personal journey. We will also share about an amazing event that is coming up October 19th. Now let's meet my incredible guest and move towards a life of happiness. I'm so excited about my next guest. She is a speaker, coach, best-selling author of True Grit and Grace. She's also a podcast host. Amberly Lago. She will share how she overcame tragedy, changed her mindset, and is now encouraging others to do the same through her work. Welcome to the show, Amberly. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream come true to get to be here with you. I've admired what you do and um, you. yes, everything you do. So thank you for having me. Oh, this is so fantastic. And your story is just so harrowing and you are amazing. So, mm. and my, my story and my show and all of my guests, it's about sharing triumphant stories and you definitely have one and your life changed in an instant. Mm. You were hit by a motorcycle and you almost lost your leg. And for a lot, they might have lost their leg, but you didn't. So can you share with us about your tragedy and how it affected you, not only physically, but also mentally? Yes. Well, thank you for asking. Yeah. I mean, in the blink of an eye, everything did change. I was in the fitness industry. I'd been coaching for 26 years. Um, fitness was my life. I was sponsored by Nike. I was doing infomercials and this will mm -hmm. kind of date me, but I was doing infomercials with Body by Jake. Oh yeah. And yeah, you remember it. He's awesome. Oh, and yeah. Coming home from work, I was on my motorcycle cruising down Ventura and I had an SUV just punch it out of a parking lot. And I saw it coming and I thought, surely he sees me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. apparently not. It was too late. I tried to jump off my motorcycle, um, but I got T-boned, thrown 30 feet. Um, and I remember just sliding down the asphalt thinking, 
please don't let another car hit me because it was a a busy street. And when, when I came to a stop, I only looked down at my leg once Mm. and to look down and see, you know, my leg was completely crumbled. There was blood everywhere. And I, um, I kind of thought, wow, this can't be good. I might have to train clients on crutches for a while. I had no idea that this was how this was going to change my life. I was rushed to the hospital, put an induced coma. Um, because my organs were shutting down, they couldn't control the pain. Um, my femoral yeah. artery was severed. So I'd lost so much blood that I was basically mm. dying. And um, when I woke up out of a coma, they said, you have a 1% chance of saving your leg. This is basically a war wound. We're going to have to amputate. And all I heard in that moment was you have a 1% chance. And I was like, then there's still a chance. So I need to find a doctor who's willing to take that chance with me. And by the grace of God, we took, um, well, it took a lot of phone calls, a lot of prayer um, uh, and a lot of grit. And we found a doctor, got transferred and uh, surgery after surgery, 34 in total, they were able to save my leg. And, you know, a lot of Um, you listening might be saying, well, I can't relate. I've never been hit by an SUV, but I think that we have all felt like, especially in the past couple of years that we've been hit by something, whether it's Mm -hmm. our finances or our health. And I know for me, we had $2.9 million worth of medical expenses. Um, They saved my leg, but I was diagnosed with a nerve disease called CRPS, which leaves me in a lot of pain. And so I've really had to kind of reinvent what I did, I had to learn to love myself again and, um, come up with tools to get through some of the challenges, um, that I still have today. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, I mean, first of all, to live in pain, the idea of trying to fight back, no matter, like you were talking about, no matter what this life altering thing that has happened, you have to fight back and fight, find that courage to do that. And where, where did you find that grit and, and also dealing with depression and, Mm -hmm. you know, PTSD and all the things that come with this, where, where do you think you found that strength or how could others possibly find that strength? Um, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I, I did spiral down into a depression and I think when it really started to sink in and this might sound shallow, but you know, my whole life I had, I was a professional dancer and then did fitness modeling. And, and so I depended on my physicality to, for, for my income, I was the main breadwinner of the family. And I depended on, you know, my nickname at the gym was legs and to now, I remember there was one night in the hospital and I was looking down at my leg that was held together with these rods and um, completely just from the hip down. I mean, I had road rash on my back and, but to look at my leg and the uncertainty of, will I ever walk again? Is tomorrow going to be the day they amputate it? And then this infomercial came on and there was this beautiful lady in her bikini running across the beach with her family. And I started those what if questions? What if my husband doesn't love me? What if I die tomorrow? Like it just got worse and worse and worse, the what ifs. And then I had to stop and say, I've got a choice here and we all have a choice. We can go down that road of despair and we can stay there or we can decide 
we are going to get up. And how I started to shift my mental, like how I was thinking mm-hmm. was with, with gratitude. I remember in that moment, I had this little notepad and I still have that notepad saved that, and I started writing down everything that I was grateful for, um, yeah. from the nurses that came in, from the doctors, from my family that I had a view from, you know, I, I was in the yeah. hospital and stuck in there and I hadn't been outside in weeks, but I could see the blue sky, um, yeah. during the day that I had people taking care of me, all the things I was grateful for that I was alive, that I had breath, even though I was stuck in that hospital bed, I right. could move my upper body. I had my mind. And when I started to do that, I started to to really notice how it shifted my thinking from instead of focusing on what I couldn't do, on yeah. what I could do, and on what I didn't have into it focused me on thinking about all the things that I did have. And it was alchemy. And to this day, I still start my day off with gratitude. But I think one of the things that really helped was... I had to believe in something bigger than me because yeah. yes, it was hard um, in the hospital. I mean, it was hard. I remember gripping yeah. the sides of the the bed when they would come in to change the bandages. Mm-hmm. And um, those times were hard. But when what was really hard, Marcy, was when I was out of the hospital and I was diagnosed with this nerve disease and the doctor yeah. said that there's no cure that I needed to stay in my wheelchair, that I'd never work again or walk again. And living with that constant pain, I I did spiral down. And I think what helped was when I reached out for help. So I had to yeah. take radical acceptance of, okay, well, these are the cards that I have been dealt. Yeah, It's up to me to choose how I'm going to play the heck out of them. And so yeah. I started uh, getting very isolated in my pain. I didn't want people to know that I was hurting. I didn't want to, I didn't want people to see my scars. I, uh, started drinking every day to try to cope with the pain because Mm -hmm. I was on 73 homeopathic pills and 11 different prescription medications and nothing was working. And, um, alcohol worked until it didn't. And what saved my life was when I reached out and asked somebody for help. I knew a client of mine that was sober. Um, First, I got on my knees and I prayed and I prayed to God. I said, please, I need help. I thought about my daughters and I thought, I want to be an example of resilience for them. I want to be the victor of my life and not the victim. So I think any sort of transformation really starts with radical acceptance and awareness of where you are in your journey? And mm-hmm. then how can you take an action step? I am just so enamored with you and all that you have done and continue mm. to do. So can you tell us uh, where, unfortunately, we're out of time, where we can find your book and you and what you're doing today? Because if you haven't gotten motivated from from these eight minutes, uh, there's so much more that that you could get from you. So please tell us where we can find you. Oh, thank you. Um, AmberlyLago.com. And I would love to give your amazing listeners a gift, like how I tap into my resilience, which is if they just text the word grit, G-R-I-T, to mm-hmm. 
they'll get that free playbook that will teach you how to tap into your resilience. And that's actually me texting. So sometimes it takes me a couple of days to get back, but I love hearing from people. Um, So yeah. uh, Or Instagram at Amberly Lago Motivation is where I kind of hang out the most. And that's where I watch all your videos. Yes. And you have so much motivation on Instagram. So fun to, to follow you. So thank you again, Amberly, and just keep doing the amazing work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Next up, we meet the author of Mother Hunger, Kelly McDaniel. My next guest is author of Mother Hungry, Kelly McDaniel. Welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, Kelly. Thank you for having me, Marcy. This is an incredible topic, and I know a lot of us can learn a lot because I, I know myself. I was I was hungry for my mother and her affection. Um, one of the things you talk about in the book is early attachment injury. So, can you tell us exactly what that is and how that affects us as adults? Yes. And I think what's interesting is how attachment theory is becoming more mainstream dialogue, which is really mm-hmm. wonderful. But attachment science is somewhat, um, mm, it, it, there's a lot of nuance in it, I should say, that we all, as little mammals, are born ready to attach. We have to attach to our primary caregiver for our brain to develop in the way it's that it's designed. And for most of us, that primary caregiver is our biological mother. And there are ways and times when that that relationship gets severed prematurely, which requires a certain amount of rallying for our little nervous system because we're designed to be with her. And when something gets in the way of that, our, our nervous system goes into fear. And little mm-hmm. ones are not designed for fear. We need that connection to keep us regulated, keep us calm, so our body can develop, our brain can develop. When that doesn't happen optimally, let's say our mother is unable to stay with us for any number of reasons, or even if she is, she is unable to nurture us the way we need or protect us when we're very vulnerable, that creates what I call an attachment injury. But in the mm. attachment language, they may call that insecure attachment. I gotcha. So you talk about the essential elements, uh, nurturance, protection, and guidance. So, and these are things that you're touching on. So how can we move forward if we're not receiving these things as we are developing? How can we help ourselves and how are you helping us to know how to help ourselves if we do not receive these things? We mostly need nurturance and protection in the first three years of life. Mm. When something goes missing for any number of reasons, we're not in a position to help ourselves when we're little. Mm -hmm. That comes much later in life. So I work primarily with adults who have been struggling, let's say, with relationships or with food or with addictions. 
And in the process of supporting the healing journey, we go back and we try to understand what was missing. First, most people need to even understand what nurturing is. Mm. A lot of there's a lot of misunderstanding about what that is. Is it as simple as feeding? But it's so much more. It's eye contact. It's touch. It's affection. It's presence, which is both physical and emotional, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty complicated concept to really look into the attunement that's necessary to help us when we're little. And many of us didn't receive that. So as adults, we're looking for someone to connect with us so that we feel better. We get more energy Mm -hmm. when we're connected to someone we care about. Yeah. It translates into self-awareness. So can you give us some tips um, on how we can heal? Uh, You know, is there a couple of action items that someone could do out there uh, that's maybe feeling the same way? First of all, it's knowing how you're feeling. So I think the most important piece that I could share with you and with your listeners would be naming mother hunger is the most important piece. Before we had a name, women would come see me with symptoms of depression or anxiety or struggling with addiction and really not have an idea of why. What's the root cause? So when we go back, not an attempt to blame, but to understand what were the core things that we needed? How did they go missing? And then when which ones do we need to replace? Not everybody needs to replace nurturing. They got it. They might need to replace protection to feel safe. And one of the first things I tell people if they need to feel safe and replace some lost protection is try avoiding scary movies. Try maybe minimizing how much you listen to the news. Mm. Those things can amp up our anxiety, right? And if we're already feeling anxious, which many women are, we know what it's like to feel unsafe. Um, Those things usually don't help. So Sometimes it's not what do I need to add to my life? It's what do I need to take out of my life? Yeah. And then if we missed out on guidance, let's say, maybe our mother was not someone we could really look to for inspiration or admiration. It's so helpful to find a mentor or a coach that Mm. could guide you, whether that's a professional issue that you could find some guidance or even relationship guidance. And we, I think we can all use that. So where can we find your book and find you for more help in these areas? The book is available where most books are sold. And um, you can find me generally. I'm on Instagram at Kelly McDaniel Therapy. And mm-hmm. I have a website at kellymcdanieltherapy.com. Thank you so much, Kelly. I wish we had more time to talk about this because it's so important. But if anyone is out there and they're struggling with this, uh, I I can connect with you on this one. Uh, please reach out to Kelly and, and find some help because there is so much help out there for you. So thank you again, Kelly, for coming on Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you so much for having me and for helping me spread the mission about this work. Next up, we hear an amazing story of recovery with Chris Arianas, executive chef of Q Restaurants. And we will also share about an amazing event coming up. (music) 
I now will speak with executive chef of Q Restaurant, Chris Arianas. Welcome to the show, Chris. So great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Marcy. I'm really excited to be here. And you're there at Q in New York City. I am. Yeah, we got the beautiful bar in the background. Uh, Yeah. Beautiful space, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love how we have come together and really what's bonded us is uh, our recovery and our journeys. So can you share a little bit about your journey with us? Absolutely, Marcia. I'd love to share it with you. Um, it's been an interesting one and a, kind of an eclectic journey, if you will. I uh, grew up in Northern California. I uh, was actually raised in a Buddhist monastery, uh, which is very unique, um, by my grandmother and my mother. Um, small wooded town, um, very small community, 3,500 people. I was in you know, restaurant space with my grandmother at the commune. She was a macrobiotic nutritionist. So she cooked for people who through nutrition, um, you know, from doing bake sales to pay for sports, uh, you know, for, you know, in English class, yeah, <laughs> we had to do a fried chicken segment uh, because I just wasn't had the bandwidth. I didn't have the bandwidth to read to say the least. So my uh, English teacher picked up on that and said, why don't you do a cooking demo? That seems wow. like passion about so that way you can help you get through class so i did a bunch of research on it and i did a cooking demo so um fast forward to when i was about 19 i ended up working for the seattle seahawks uh and then from there i went on to go to school at the cordon bleu uh, to get my degree i graduated with top honors um best in the nation and i uh, was offered an internship anywhere in the world so wow. i went to per se here in new york at 23 mm-hmm. ended up working at per se uh, and then from there, I journeyed all throughout the hospitality industry from fine dining to catering to freelancing, you know, quick service restaurants, you name it. And it's, but it's amazing that you were in hospitality in the restaurant industry where actually addiction is pretty rampant and, and going out the, the lifestyle. Yep. Uh, so how did you stay away? How did you stay in your lane and stay clean? I didn't. I didn't for that for that period of time. Um, you know, a substance has always been around me. And as you just yeah. mentioned, in the hospitality industry, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's rampant in all industries, to be honest with you. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's an epidemic right now. And I think, you know, I didn't realize it until I got into my later 20s that I had an alcoholic addiction. I was, you know, every time I drink, I would move on to a different substance. And mm-hmm. uh, it was the norm. It is the norm, still is the norm. And it's like going out after working a 14-hour shift. And um, so towards, I worked at 11 Madison Park, one of the best restaurants in the world. And, you know, it was normal to work 12 hours, go out and get a cocktail and don't go home, come home until four o'clock in the morning and do it all over again the next day. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I, I, I was blinded by it. You know, Marcy, I was really blinded by it. I was losing everything around me. I got a divorce, all these things. And so then I had this epiphany, I had this light. That was like, it's time. It's your time to take a, take a break, take it one day at a time and, you know, really try to find yourself who you are through sobriety. Um, and that's what I did. And, and so far I'm four years in, I just had my uh, anniversary, my birthday last month. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And you know what? I'm so excited again, that we've been brought together and you're now the executive chef there at Q, which recently opened. Yep. Um, tell us really quick about Q, the new restaurant in New York City. I, I, I love it. Q is an American barbecue restaurant with Asian yeah. influence. Um, we're family style, but we're also fine dining. So it's a little bit of hybrid of both. 
Mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. cater to everybody, you know, and that's what's so beautiful about this and what we're talking about, Marcy, is, you know, we don't just pigeonhole ourselves into one style of cuisine. And we also cater to those that are gluten-free, pescatarian, uh, plant-based, yeah. kosher, so on and so forth. So that way everybody can indulge and we can get together as a family. That's the most important thing here at Q. I'm so excited. We have a great event that we are doing together. Yep. Yes. So we got the book signing and we've got the amazing food and environment of Q. And this is all happening on October 19th, uh, 2.30 to 4.30. So hope uh, some of those viewers out there can attend. Uh, it's got... Please come. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's <laughs> um, $100 a ticket that goes towards Big Vision that helps uh, younger people in recovery. It's a community of uh, just fun things that people can do at, at a young age in an environment so you don't have to feel uncomfortable because, you know, it's hard. It's hard in any time because yeah. drinking such a culture. And so Big Vision has created this space for young people. And I'm just so excited about it and excited to to do this with you, Chris, and be a part of the amazing, amazing culture that is there at Q. So, so Chris, thank you so much uh, for sharing your journey and yeah. also about Q, uh, such a, a, an amazing restaurant now in New York City. So can't wait for our event, October 19th. Yes. I'll see you there. Thank you, Marcy. See you guys soon. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Wake Up With Marcy. What an incredible show. I learned so much. And I'm so excited about our event coming up October 19th at Q Restaurant. I will be there with my book. I have a book signing. We will be sharing some light bites, drinks, and just a great time. So I hope to see you guys there. Check out the link, order your tickets, and I will see you next week. Have an incredible one. And remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. Mm -hmm.